The state agency tasked with overseeing the huge Foxconn incentives package is expected to vote on it this week. Under the deal brokered by Governor Walker's team, the state will give the Taiwanese company $3 billion and ease environmental regulations to help Foxconn build an LCD screen plant. Walker's jobs creation agency, Weedick, previously put off the vote, and the agency came under fire for refusing to let Weedick board members see the complete contract before voting. That changed late last week when Weedick Secretary Mark Hogan said he would allow the board to view the full agreement. J.R. Ross of WasPolitics.com shared his thoughts on Hogan's change of heart as part of this week's Capital Notes conversation with Marty Michelson. He didn't give us an indication on Friday that it was because of the pressure, but there were mounting calls as to happen. It wasn't just from Democrats either. Before, it was going to be just a vote on the review, the staff review, which kind of cleared the way for the final contract to be negotiated. This gives the board a better idea what the staff is working on before giving that final okay to finalize the deal. The Weedick board is set to vote on the contract on Wednesday. Is it a slam dunk that they'll vote to approve it now, or might there be yet another delay? We have heard from Tim Carpenter, one Weedick board member, raising concerns about what he called a nuclear bomb in the contract that wouldn't have adequately protected taxpayers should Foscon go bankrupt or leave the state. Uh, last week, Gordon Hintz, the new assembly minority leader, replaced Peter Barca on the board with Dana Walks, who's a state lawmaker from Eau Claire, a lawyer, also has been running for governor. So he brings a new perspective to the table, but this is still a, a board that's largely part of the agency. So I, I don't know there's gonna be adequate support to stop it unless there's a real major problem. Another big event this week, the legislature is heading into its final floor period of the year, and there could be some hot-button issues on the docket. Is this sort of the last call, at least for 2017, for issues like constitutional carry, ending sanctuary cities, or bans on the sale of fetal tissue or fetal tissue research? Typically, lawmakers don't want to take up controversial bills in the spring session of an election year because it leaves a lasting memory for voters of Whatever controversial bill it was, or if there are big fights on the floor, they'd rather do things during this fall floor period to create some space between the vote and going to face voters. So things we are going to see, for example, uh, the mining bill cleared the assembly. They amended that bill to address some concerns of Senate Republicans. It appears that there are going to be enough votes in the Senate now to pass that bill. The fetal tissue bill, though, still is up in the air. I have not seen... Uh, significant movement on that bill that would suggest there's going to be a compromise. The uh, bill allowing people to carry civil weapons without a permit, there were some concerns that Governor Walker doesn't really want this bill to be done. He has said the f- current system is fine. Now, if the bill got to his desk, it would be an interesting decision for him. One piece of legislation that came up out of the blue last week, and it did raise some eyebrows, is removal of the minimum hunting age. Democrats are blasting the bill, calling it crazy that the minimum hunting age would go below 10. Yet it passed the Assembly and it's going to the Senate on Tuesday. Why is this bill on such a fast track? That's a good question. I mean, part of it, we've had debates about the minimum hunting age before in Wisconsin or what age it should be or if parents should be the ones to make that decision because some parents want to take their kids out at a younger age, to be there for the hunt, to get them involved. This is all part of a bigger discussion in Wisconsin about how to keep kids or keep people interested in hunting because their numbers have gone down over the years. And so there are people who argue that the earlier you get them interested and get them excited or or looking at hunting, the more likely they are to stick with it in adulthood and and that they need to keep that, uh, that population of hunters up in Wisconsin. It's a huge thing for tourism a huge thing for tradition in Wisconsin. That's part of, I think, what the push is for that.